Hiya, my name is Dave Westley and this is MS Podcast UK. MS meaning multiple sclerosis. Now, um, first of all, I'm going to be talking about MS. Um, I'll give a bit of MS news, which will be the first segment. Then it's going to go into banter, uh, which will be the next segment. And these are and then in the final segment I'm hoping to do a music blast from the from the past. I've been trying now for the last couple of weeks to get this music going, but we still have to see how it goes. So there you go and hopefully it'll all work out. Thank you. Right. Uh, Dave Wesley, MS Podcast UK, as you know, this is MS Research, okay, I'm on the MS Society page, bear with me two seconds, because I've got to get onto it, right, so I'm onto it now, and what I want to talk to you about today is, there are currently no disease modifying therapies, DMTs, available, for people with MS who aren't able to use their lower limbs at all or can only walk short distances with help with aids like crutches yeah um, anyway in, in MS clinical trials walking ability has traditionally been uh, been the key measurement of whether a drug is effective I don't understand that. Why would it be like that? Why would you do that? Just on your walking ability. There's a lot of people who've got MS who can't walk from the get-go. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so many people who use wheelchairs have been unable to take part. Which is wrong, isn't it? Now a new trial called Chariot MS is changing that and the MS Society have committed to raise 370,000 to support the study okay bear with me bear with me as I see I should have an assistant doing this a groundbreaking trial Chariot MS will test whether a drug called uh, cladbrin, cladribin, C-L-A-D-R-I-B-B-I-N-E, yes, I'll spell it because sometimes I can't say it, can slow down the worsening of hand and arm function for people with advanced MS. Cladribine. I'll be calling it so many different things by the time I get to the end. It was originally developed for cancer and is already used to treat highly active relapsing MS. This is the first trial of a potential DMT that focuses on people with advanced MS, regardless of whether their MS is primary or secondary progressive. That's what I've got, I'm, I'm primary, 
um, and the first with no upper age limit that's a good thing because let's be honest we're right, we've got all all uh, different ages and t different stages of our MS, haven't we? Instead of using walking ability to determine whether the drug is effective, the trial will use a task called the nine-hole uh, peg test. This test measures how hand and arm function changes over time. That's the one we both, yeah, you know, you know the one I mean, yeah. We've all done it. So, right, why are researchers hopeful about cladribine? Like all DMTs, cladribine is what we call an immuno... Oh, immunodulatory drug. It's first thing in the morning. Um, anyway, it stops the immune system mistakenly damaging the protective coating around our nerves. But unlike some other DMTs, it can actually get inside the brain and spinal cord. This helps clad revive. Uh, to be so effective for relapsing MS. Traditionally, researchers thought this type of treatment wouldn't work very well in more advanced MS because of these people, damage is, le is less likely to be caused by immune activity. But recent evidence suggests tackling the immune system with a drug like Clavrovine may actually still be effective. By Professor Klaus Schimmer, Schimmer uh, my pronunciation is getting really bad. It's uh, MS. Professor Klaus, uh, he's a foreigner, but his name's called Klaus. Anyway, from the Queen Mary University of London and the Bart's Health NHS Trust leading the trial, he says, finding ways to maintain people's upper limb function is essential to their quality of life. But not, not an MS treatment is effective. This has excluded people who depend on uh, on a wheelchair when taking part in trials and as a result from accessing effective treatment that will help maintain the hand arm function. That's my problem. And that's why I'm having that deep brain stimulation. But if this drug comes about, they might chuck me on this instead. So it says, who can take part in Chariot MS? Right, the team will recruit 200 participants who score between 6.5 and 8.5 on the Expanded Disability Status Scale, EDSS. This means some people 
who have never been eligible for a trial before will be able to take part. The trial team hope to start recruiting participants in early 2021. But obviously with the COVID, I think, can't see that being early, which would be late now. They're encouraging people who think they might be eligible to get in touch with a neurologist or MS nurse about a possible referral or the email or to email the trial team at chariot uh, at gmul.ac.uk that's chariot at gmul.ac.uk they are working hard to make sure the COVID-19 pandemic does not jeopardise their plans as DMTs affect your immune system. They can increase your chances of infection or complications from infection. Right and on. My neck is hurting. I'm in a wheelchair, yeah, and I might go into my spare wheelchair, my other wheelchair. I had to have a shower in this morning. Anyway, right. Uh, these risks are different for different DMTs, but generally they are moderate. The Association of British Neurologists currently say that cladribine can be used cautiously. Uh, a powerful partnership, Chariot MS, has been made possible by government, charity, and commercial funders coming together. It will be funded by the efficiency and mechanism evaluation program. A partnership between the Medical Research Council and National Institute for Health Research. It will also be receiving funding from the company Revive Cladrivine, Merck, Serrano and Bartz. Oh. Okay then, minute people. Uh, Box Charity. The National MS Society and the US and ourselves. Dr. Emma Gray, Assistant Director of Research at the MS Society, says more than 130,000 people live with MS in the UK, and those with more advanced forms can experience difficulty with walking relying on mobility, aids like walking sticks and wheelchairs to help. But as MS progresses, many go on to experience problems with their hand and arm function too. And treatment options start to disappear. Yes, I know that myself. Oh. 
Preserving hand and arm function would unquestionably improve their quality of life of people with MS, helping them to live more independent lives. That's why we're so thrilled to help make this important trial a reality. Anyway, people, you can find that on the MS Society. Um, Research pages. You click on that on the UK research. Um, Clad with iron. Uh, you find it on there. I'll give that out again. Um, and you're looking for the chariot MS. Sorry. But Clad with iron, I'll spell it for you once again. It's CL. A D R I B I N E C L A D R I B I N E Cladwebine and um, Chariot MS is the um, Chari MS is the uh, is used conducting this trial. So you can find that in the information. If you can find that, then you know that's the MS news for today. Yeah. I think that's pretty good, don't you? More news tomorrow. Or the next or the next episode. That's what I plan to do from now on. Do the MS news as I get it. From the MS Society. I was gonna use the MS UK, but um, I'm using MS Society now. Um no, there's nothing wrong with MS UK. No, they helped me out greatly. A very good uh, form of information. Um, if you need any, get onto MS UK. Um, MS Society, as well, got this information from today. Um, so, anyway, there you go. If I'm uh, a bit quiet in a bit, bit loud, bit quiet, bit loud, bit quiet because of my positioning and a few little um, minor problems this morning. Anyway, let me um, get back onto it and let's see where I'm at. Anyway people, we're now on to a bit of banter. Yes. And um, I'm trying to redo it all. I'm trying to have it in segments now. But anyway, right. Catch you all later. So I won't catch you in a minute.
Hiya, my name's Dave Wesley, and this is MS Podcast UK. We're talking all things to do with MS, and obviously we're going to have a bit of banter along the way. Okay, another day, another dollar, sorry to say. Um, if this was like a movie, you'd be saying take four, take five. Because how many times I've done this, I don't know. But I'll start again. Right, basically this is my story, right? I'm just going to tell you right from the beginning. Um... I first started thinking that there was something wrong. Must have been about 2003. Bearing in mind, I was diagnosed 2007. Um, just a little stupid things like, you know, when you have a cold, it used to go on longer than what the norm is. Just could never shake it. You know, flu, God, uh, when I've had the flu, if I remember, I've been proper laid up for about two weeks um, so that's when I, I was first I first thought there was something wrong um, I was working in London at the time um, I had a family as well and it was um, it was just a case of trying to nail, nail down what was wrong with me basically and I could never find out until um, I went to see a doctor. But I'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, so those first symptoms and I was basically, I remember I moved to Spain basically. We. Um, I was living in Waltham Abbey at the time, and we decided to go for go to Spain. Me, pet, uh, me mother lived out there, so I thought I'd go out there, give it a go. Do you know what I mean? We was given uh, a business to hand it over a business to take over. Girlfriend at the time didn't want to know, but that's another story. Um, then I remember it was like it must have been in the nineties, and this is back in February two thousand five, and it was really really hot. And we had the villa we we rented a villa, and um, unfortunately I had no aircon in it, whereas my mum's did, so. I had a new baby, um, she was, Lucy was only about, I think, less than a year old, so I thought, right, Lucy and my older Zoe, you go with your mum, except uh, my mum's nannies, because they got aircon, and I'll stay in the villa on my own, because all our gear is in that, is in there, so somebody had to be in the house, or villa, sorry, um, so yeah, that's what that's what I did. 
And I remember wake. I was fell asleep on the sofa, and I remember waking up middle of the night. And I felt like I was having a heart attack, or a stroke, or something. Something was wrong. And then I just fell asleep. And I remember waking up in the morning. And um, I was going down to do this villa, do a job, just to cut the grass. And my leg was dragging, I was dragging my leg. And I, th I thought, there's something, there is something wrong here. But in the end, we moved back to England from Spain. And it wasn't until then that I... Uh, I got back on the tools and I found out that, you know, my hands, I had no strength in my hands and my arms and um, God, I got rewinded a bit because I didn't go back on the tools to start with. I um, went on an agency to get some driving work, just get some cash in, do you know what I mean? Because we basically came back with nothing. Um, another story. Um, so, I remember jumping off the back of a lorry after doing a delivery, and my right leg, it just seemed to just collapse from underneath me. So, and, so I knew I had a problem. So I go to the doctors, I said about it, he said, oh no, it's a trapped nerve, it's a trapped nerve, I said, alright, no worries, carried on, he gave me some, he said, just take some nerve band or something, so then I'm dropping nerve band like pills, by which time, um, he mates give me a call, he said, um, do you fancy a job um, for a company called Roger Heath Eating? Um, so I said, yeah, yeah, give it a crack. So it goes over. I starts work. I was doing alright to start with, I must admit. I was, I went too bad. And, um, I was got, I went on for about a year and I was alright. And then I had a call from a mate of mine. Asked me if I was interested going to work for another company called Oak Cray Heating and I said well, what's the damage then he told me I said he'd pay me he'd pay me another pound more an hour so it turned out more than that actually it was nearly ten pound an hour I think um so like uh, anybody you just jump at it didn't you so I jumped at it um it's all kitted out against the van and I'm thinking happy days only problem was when I started working it was chucking so much work at me it was just stressing me out so anyway I go to you know you know when you have brain Another MS problem, brain freeze, yeah. And I'm thinking now I might have to go back a bit more. Um, 
So anyway, I'm going to carry on with this. And then I'll tell you about the other. It might not be in line with what happened first. Should I say. It's just that. As you know, memory. Ain't very good. So. Um, yeah, it was chucking so much work at me. I just, I couldn't handle it. And every night I was getting back and I was thinking, you know, I made a major mistake. Because I had a good cushy little number on Rodri. I don't know why I jumped. Just decided more money, I suppose. So, um, that was the start to the end, really. Um, it was time we were thinking of moving anyway to uh, Clacton on Sea. Um, so, um, it's not until I got to Clacton on Sea and I got referred to Colchester that I was actually diagnosed. Which was, I had a lumbar puncture and uh, that was in 2007, that was. And that's when I was diagnosed, and I had I had all the support I could have muster then. You know, it was really very good in coaching stuff. And everything was going well. I was obviously met up with, um, as I'm assuming a lot of you have done it. Which is a get into grips course where you meet where you meet other people with MS, and that's when I started socialising with people with MS. I started to understand more about MS, and educate myself really, and um, everything was going quite well. Um, in the background. Obviously, my relationship was breaking down rapidly. Um, she couldn't handle it, living with somebody with MS, which is a problem with people with MS. I've met so many people through the getting the grips course, through the socialising with friends in Colchester, that, you know... It's not a rare thing. It's it's quite common. I mean, there's some um, relationships that you know are strong, but the weak ones don't last very long. Because um, they got this misconception about people with MS. They think they're going to be their carer. They think they're going to be wiping their bottoms. I should say asses, really. But I didn't the bombs. Um and that's what I got given to me basically. And that's what they I was told. So and that's the reason why my relationship broke down. Um but I stayed around as well for my daughters, do you know what I mean? It was um it was very young. The last thing I wanted to do was upset those two. Because they're my rock, do you know what I mean? Um, so, because 
what people don't realise is, you know, your kids are going to be around long, lot longer than what your relationship's going to be around. You know, relationships come and go. You know that as well as I do. You know, we've all had it since the school age. We've all had relationships. I mean, some of us, you know, similar partners since school. You know, and I ain't going to knock that. I mean, that's brilliant. But there's so many relationships that break down. I'm not a relationship counsellor. Don't I don't profess to be a relationship counsellor. So don't send me messages about uh, your counselling because I ain't going to do it. Because I can't. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah my, my relationship is in the bin, really. Um, but my kids, my two daughters, you know, with my rock, and I know I could rely on them. They're still with me today. Last thing I wanted to do was upset them, so I stayed around, even though I didn't really want to. I didn't want to live in there at that area, but I, I had the opportunity to go away and be apart from them, but I didn't take it. I decided to stick it out and then be there as long as I could be until they're 16 they've left school. That's what I promised them, so uh, that's what I've done. Um, anyway, getting back to my fitness, I dropped foot. So, at the time, I went to a place called, um, you might know it, MSUK. It's when it first started, basically. It was in Pear Tree, Pear Tree Road or Pear Tree Lane, I can't remember the exact, in Colchester. And uh, Helen and Laura, from Member Island, they're the ones that brought it over to their new um, uh, new place that was built for, um, for the company, MSUK. And um, I went over there, um, there was an osteopath, it was called Sam, and there was a, another osteopath, which it was, it was both from a uh, university, Colchester University, and um, he told me, you know, he gave me like an exercise program, and his diagnosis of my foot job and again, I don't profess to be any medical expert, but he explained that it's my hip flex because every time my hip flex was so weak that it wasn't supporting my leg. So consequently, I just did exercises to strengthen my leg. Like lunges, um, walking on tiptoes, um, and then I, b I bought a ball, football. This is for the guys with well, and the girls because the girls play football as well. It's like on a bungee string, so you can kick it, and it comes straight back to you. Obviously, don't belt it because you can't. But gonna come back and 
Okay, wa, tsunami. And you don't want that. Um, so, I managed to come out of the other side to be able to walk normally. Um, I actually ran as well for the first time. Um, with with that geezer Sam, he got me to cook a kick a football for the first time around the car park. So that was brilliant. So yeah, I was proper get myself back, and then I um I got a personal trainer, and she uh, gave me all exercises. And I was with her for about two years, I think, in all. And my balance was well out. So I bought an exercise ball. She got me to sit on the exercise ball. And I was just sitting on it to start with. And then I progressed to just lifting uh, one, of the, one of my legs up, just off the floor. I don't know about not a lot, about four inches, and um, just holding it, and just using my, my core strength, and um, that seemed to work, I was doing obviously other exercises, like um, the plank, everybody knows what the plank is, nobody wants to do it, because He's a breaker, isn't it? But yeah, do the plank, do um, um, sit-ups. Just to get the core strength, you know, get that solid so you can work off that. And everything works off your core, to be honest with you. That's what I learned anyway. And I just spent two years just getting as fit as I could possibly get. So I ended up, um, as everybody, you know, most people, because they lose their jobs, whether they walk, whether they get pushed out of the door, which I did, but, you know, we all tend to end up on some sort of benefits that we never thought we would ever be on and never wished to be on. I never, I was always a worker, do you know what I mean, I just wanted to work, and um, it got to the point where, you know, with all this, they're changing the, changing the pip, um, people like complaining, people were actually taking their own lives, weren't they, at one point, I believe, um, because of the decisions that the government was making and um, the things that we was asked as disabled people was asked to do and I thought oh, I'll stop that I can't do it I ain't gonna be left in a position where and at the time um, I had a um, I had a car on um, What's it? DLA. And I just drove it back 
I gave him the keys and I said, no, I said, you can have the car back now. And because I knew it was only a matter of time before I was going to get a letter through the post saying that was me and I was done. I've got to go to another interview, which I didn't particularly want to do because I thought to myself, why should I have to? I'm not going to put myself in that position because how can they tell me what my life's like? They don't know. They don't know when I'm, you know, I can't get in the bed or they don't know when I'm in pain. How can you how can you tell you that? You can't describe pain, can you? Well, you can, but you've got to try and make somebody believe you. So, I thought, no, I ain't doing it. Um, so, I had a bit of money. I had a car at the time. So, I got rid of the car. I had a bit of a touch, really. Believe it or not. Um, I started doing the gardening business, and I was working from my car. And I was doing a job, and I came out of this job, I got off, it was in Colchester, and this taxi driver um, just went right up the back of me and wrote me car off. And they, they weighed me out for more than what I paid for the thing. So, um, I accepted that, said, yeah, thank you very much. Put that towards the money I had and bought a van put all the gear I needed and started my own gardening business which I really enjoyed if I'm honest and um, it got to a point where I knew I was um, at one point I knew I was struggling and my mother had just moved back from Spain um, to Wales and at the time a year previous to this I was in rented accommodation um, I lost my bungalow and I bought a caravan you know a static Static caravan. And to be honest, it was the best time I've ever had. Four years in a caravan. Excellent. I don't care what people say, yeah. It is absolutely fantastic. The community, the. Um, everybody's there to help each other out. Doors always left open. You can walk in if you want. Just knock on the door, shout your name, and you know, it's happy days. So, love that. And, um, see, look, you know, when you go off tangent, and that's the word for it, I totally lose what I was saying. Um, 
so bear with me I'll get back to my I'll get my brain working I can see the cogs turning and in a minute it's gonna ping right in front of my eyes what I was talking about yeah um, gardening business I see I do remember but it just takes me time I've just got to mull it over it in my brain and then I eventually ping and it comes to me. So my gardening business is going really good. Um, I, I was in a caravan at the time. Um, but I could feel my right hand starting to tense up. And I thought, well, my mother's come back to Wales. Um, my neighbour, as it happened, in the caravan next to me. He, um, his son moved to Wales and he wanted to move down closer so we actually came down here I gave him a lift down I've got all my stuff put it all in my van and we came down together down to Wales I dropped him off at his gaff he had a nice little rented place in Porthcawl by the sea then I came back stayed at my mother's event but that was the start I'm still in Wales now this is where I am and I quite like it I mean people knock Wales for some reason I don't know why but the scenery is absolutely fantastic and on my um, on the Facebook page which is on Dave Wesley uh, MS podcast UK I will put photos of my um, views because I spoke uh, I spoke about that with Carlo I think and I said I was going to put a pic here so I'll do that and um, so I'm here in Wales um, I was doing okay I intended to bring doing my gardening business here little did I know it god then half rain and half the people in Wales anyway don't have a garden so I didn't know that at the time I wish I'd known that before I came down here um, anyway so Christmas, um, what was it about three years ago, four years ago? Um, it was just after Christmas, so I just took my girls back after Christmas um, to Essex. Came back, thought I'd have a Chinese, so I ran up the Chinese shop. Had a bit of a Chinese, and God, was I ill. I've never been as ill as I was that night. And um, I remember waking up in the morning and I had to just get to a phone to ring me mother and say, look, you know, I am proper, I'm ill. Proper ill. So I went to, I went over there. Um, 
fellow was out there looked after me, as mothers do. And um, I got diagnosed with food poisoning. Anyway, it was the heating. Um, my mother's husband. He had, he got out of the heating, ranked up. It's about 105 degrees. It must be. I just couldn't take the heating anymore. I said, "Look, I've got to go on. I have to go on." So, and plus the fact I just wanted to go on anyway. Now I was being sick um, at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. And I thought it was just time to go on. So I went home and. That was my mistake, basically. I was walking up the stairs and I went to grab the banister up right at the top. And uh, as I got to the top, went to grab the banister and I missed. And I fell backwards. God, did I hit myself? I must have banged my head at the bottom. I remember waking up later on. It might have been an hour or two. It's pitch black. And my head hurts. But I thought, well, I've got to get up the stairs, got to go to bed. So I eventually managed to get to the top of the stairs. Got into bed, fell asleep, and woke up in the morning. And, um,. Yeah, I was like, it felt like I was paralysed. I glued, I tried getting out of bed. I got, well, yeah, I got out of bed. And, um, that's right, I got out of bed, went to go downstairs. And, um, legs went. So, luckily I went, I was forward facing. And I just slid down the stairs, basically. Got to the bottom. Ran the MS nurse, and the MS nurse said, um, "Can you call an ambulance to get you in?" Well, they was going to try and get an ambulance to get me in, and they couldn't do that. So, um, uh, mother's husband was going to take me in. So, but I couldn't even get out of the door. I was pinned to the floor. I just could not get up. Tried so hard to get up, couldn't get up. Um, and it was about two blokes, two doors up. They came down. They actually picked me up. Took me down the road and put me into his car. That's when he drove me to coach, uh, Cardiff, Heath Hospital. I was in there, and then I was in there for, I know, was it a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, I think. Might have been a month, or two. Um, then um, they came out, you know when they do the rounds, the doctor and that, they came out. 
And he said to me, oh, we've got a place for you in Rookwood. And like, to be honest with you, I thought I'd be in and out of the hospital for about five minutes. I didn't think I was going to be in there for a length of time at all. So, I said, okay. Um, so, I've got a transfer to Rookwood, rehabilitation. Um, and everything was going really well, to be honest with you. I enjoyed it there. Having a quite a bit of banter with some of the blokes in Wales from from Wales. Um, everybody had different conditions, not MS. It was mainly neuro, like accidents and that. Head, head accidents, auto accidents. Um, but I was in Rookwood for about, I mean, in all I was in hospital eight months. And I came out in November last year. So, so now, as you can imagine, thinking, what's next? So, I decided to do this. You know, I was going to do this. I'm also, um, I've started, um, YouTube as well. Uh, it's only it's in the early stages at the moment, um, but I'm hoping to put everything here onto YouTube, and then finally put me face out there as well. I know you don't want to look at my ugly mug, but you know you could put a face to the voice, eh? So I might have to wear a disguise, you know, I don't know how I can, you know, reveal my true features, but you'll have to wait and see. I'm going to leave that with you. Um, the other things you can do on the page if, if you want, Dave Wesley, MS Podcast UK, you jump over to there. And um, I'm going. To be, I'm hoping, and I don't know why I can't do it. I've been trying now for the past two weeks to um, put like uh, information that I'm getting off the internet, but for some reason on Facebook I can't load it up. It won't let me load it. So all these um, information pages I've got, I can't get them onto Facebook, and I don't know why. You used to be able to, um, years ago, I don't, don't know when they changed all this, but you used to have like a link button. You press the link button, and you just put your link in. I don't know whether that is now. I ain't got, I ain't got Scooby. I really am. Um, I know it's somewhere. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, what can I say? Um, there are people just come to the door, shouting. So, um, what was those? I think I'll just say this is part one, yeah? And what I'll do is, um, 
day we'll call it a day today it's part one so look after yourselves stay safe um, don't forget Facebook page um, Dave Wesley MS Podcast UK um, have a look on there and I'm going to try and stick these photos on if anybody's on here that can advise me on how to get these photos or not the photos the information I've got found online onto Facebook because it won't let me put it on there unless it's a photo or a video now, I don't know where the um, uh, the attachment thing's gone the link so yeah anybody can tell me that um, obviously I'm double busy this week because I'm moving at the weekend um, that was the people as it goes just when it goes to give me the keys um, so uh, I'll catch you later see ya ta-da you need your mic then I need me mic um, but what I was thinking of doing right I was thinking of doing a blast from the past um, so I'm going to do it um, at some point in the episode I'm going to do a blast from the past which basically means I'm going to get to a point where uh, in those songs right back right back when do you remember yeah you do Sharon come on right back fucking when right hey no swearing you can't swear back to when when back back when back, back. what when you were a baby no, no, I didn't have music again, did I? I'm talking back. So, when I first started listening to music. Like, you know, do you remember your first um, under 16 to under 18? Yeah, but uh, you wouldn't have remembered that. Disco. I don't 18 with a bullet. 18 with a bullet? What's that? You see, you wouldn't know it, would see, you? See, I didn't know that one because I was in that genre. That's what I'm saying. It's not in my genre. I'm with a bullet. I tell you, I remember uh, Shwadi Wadi and. Uh, oh, so, so you should remember. Shwadi Wadi? Who else is it? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, next track is um, actually You Too, Don't You Forget About Me. And what was the song? Uh, what song? What are you talking about, Dave? I don't know. I'm talking about. Um, a film. It was a breakfast club, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it the breakfast club where this song is from? Right at the end? I'm sure it is. But anyway, here it is. But uh, don't you forget about me. <laughs> Hiya, my name's Dave Wesley, and this is MS Podcast UK. We're talking all things to do with MS. Obviously, we can have a bit of banter along the way. Okay, this is my story, part two. Um, where did we get to? Rookwood, wasn't it? Yeah, I was in Rookwood. 
and it was alright as it goes, um, it wasn't that bad, I met some nice blokes in there, uh, a bit of banter, as you do, um, yeah, I'm still friends with them now, well I think I am, I haven't spoke to her ages, so obviously I've been sorting out, I've just moved, so hence why I ain't been around a bit, so it's been a case of, um, you know what it's like when you move, it's proper stressful and unpacking and all that, um, anyway, my story part two, Rookwood, yeah, it was good, I mean, I had, it was mainly rehabilitation, um, the only problem I had, I think, was people that was coming in after me was going out before me, which was driving me absolutely mad, to be honest with you. And uh, I just thought, well, in the end, I just had to leave. It was getting close to Christmas, and I thought, it was in November. And I thought, well, I've got to go. I've got to get out of here. And basically every month you have like a goal meeting and you got to reach your goals and every month I was reaching my goal and but then again it was just giving me new goals to reach and I thought in a minute you know I ain't going to get out of here so when it got down so it was just me and two new blokes in it and all the rest of the lads had left I was like no I've got to get out of here so I managed to get out um, get home for Christmas which is brilliant I had that with my girls um, bit of a struggle to be honest with you I was struggling to get upstairs I couldn't get upstairs um, but it was nice just to get back in your own bed. Do you know what I mean? When you're in hospital, I think I was in hospital a total of eight months, was it? Um, yeah, it was nice just to get back in the own bed, the own creature comforts you miss. It's like my TV, my, um, my computers. I mean, uh, to be fair, I had my computers in that in hospital. But to have my TV and all my creature comforts around me, foods that I could eat, which, although I had, um, I had shopping deliveries in hospital, believe it or not, Tesco delivered. Um, it's not the same, do you know what I mean? It's just not. You ain't got your own microwave, you ain't got your own fridge. So, yeah, it was, um, I was just dead happy just to get out. Um, yeah, Christmas went alright. The only problem I've got, and I had, I mean, it's all going to change now I've moved. But when it came round, physios and that, they just walked into my house and walked back out again. I went, oh, 
nothing we can do here. Got you ain't got the room. And I'm like, well, you know, you can do physio in your chair. I mean, you could do yoga in your wheelchair. So I know we used to do that at Coaster. Um, so, I had no physio, no OT. And I was obviously starting to, well, proper getting me up, if I'm honest. Because I was deteriorating. And every day I was deteriorating. And I was crawling around on my hands and knees. Couldn't use my wheelchair. Which, fair enough, it was my option to get discharged. But I, I didn't want to be in hospital over Christmas. I, I was already in hospital for my 50th birthday. Which I wanted to be out for. Although... I have to say, and it's a big, massive big thank you to uh, Wendy, who was in Rookwood, and she helped out massively, and to, um, oh, I've got to try and think of her name, bear with me, I might have to come back to this one, um, Sean. That's it, Sean. Um, I mean, she organised to go down to the pub. I, I had a pub lunch or dinner and a pint with a straw, obviously, because my hands don't work. Tremors in both hands. So, Wendy fed me. Um, I drank. Um, yeah, she's a good girl, Wendy. She was there from the beginning, the first person I met. Um, so, um, what's the thing? Everything, um, it was, yeah, I couldn't, I didn't want to be in hospital, hospital over Christmas so I got out the only thing was I had no physio no OT and obviously I was I was getting worse and um, I was just crawling around everywhere and I was trying to get up the stairs and I was climbing the stairs in the air when I first started I was walking up the stairs without problems but by the end of it I was crawling up the stairs I was getting halfway couldn't go any further and I was just sometimes just falling asleep on the actual stairs and um, so obviously my knees I had blisters on my knees my feet I had blisters on my feet Amount of times I was falling, I was falling more because I just didn't have the energy. So yeah, by the end of it, oh god, I was so thankful of just getting out of the house and getting into my bungalow, which I've got to say I'm in here now. Um, I've had all my deliveries, 
well. Right on my furniture is delivered. That's all in here. And I'm just going mad on Amazon at the moment. As you do. Oh, I don't know if I've ever said that. Amazon. Said it twice now. Um, but you do. You go mad and you start buying stuff, don't you? So I'm buying everything to make my bungalow look really nice Every, all, everything I wanted to be in my bungalow is now in my bungalow a lot of my pictures are now up on the wall my mirrors are up TV's up but yeah it's looking good um, I had Gavin around yesterday he's a tech geezer um, he's going to put all the tech in here um, so that's going to take a week or two and everything's going to be all tacked up so walk-in lights in it oh and I've got a walk-in wardrobe which is that an it's not actually a walk-in wardrobe it was just a cupboard that was big enough just to turn into a uh, wardrobe so all my clothes are in there now um, and I bought all this um, frame stuff to make into where I could hang on my clothes. So that looks a bit epic, I have to say. So I'll just go into there. All my clothes are there. Sweet. Um, garden is cracking. And I'm going to have to cut a border in. But all my trees are here. All my plants are here. Um, just waiting for a drop of rain, really. I know you some worshippers don't want the rain. But I do. I want a bit. So I can um, water my plants. Um, my mower. Because it's been outside for a long time. That is now seized. So I've got um, Peter who came round and helped move me in. He's going to go and at some point when he comes back off holiday, he's going to take it away and um, play around with it and get it running. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love it here. The only problem I've got it's right next to a block of flats. I've got a woman who's like a proper chain smoker who's out on her patio which is obviously on the ground floor smoking like a train. Got half of Abadea coming around here. Um, she obviously knows everybody. And all you can hear is her voice. So I've got my TV out full blast. So I can drown her out. Um, and I'm waiting really for winter. Because then she won't be outside, will she? I hope. Unless she's outside with her bubble hat on and mitts. She might have some like... She might have those gloves. Remember those gloves with a string? You know, they used to connect you. When you was a... When you was a nipper, you used to have gloves, didn't you? 
and you just have like a string connected them both together. So I envisage uh, being outside with a pair of mitts on, and bubble wrap, scarf around her neck, puffing away on her face, with half of Abigail outside, doing exactly the same. So it might be a case of right, getting over the site manager and saying, right, must sort this crowd out. Um, and that's just me being a miserable git. Um, other than that, I love it here. And uh, I'm looking forward to um, the coming years and weeks. And I've got a cough. <coughs> and there's a sneeze. It's hay fever, isn't it? I'm going to sneeze on. I'm sorry about this, but I'm going to sneeze. I know I am. So, unless I can end this before I sneeze. Which I might have to do. I'm in the 14, 15 minutes now. Uh, I think that'll be enough for my story part two. Don't forget, I'm on Facebook. And you can get me at Dave Wesley, MS Podcast UK. Um, also on Twitter and Instagram. Although, as you can imagine, I've, only, I've come back off four weeks out. Because of trying to get me bungalow footage. <coughs> so, I haven't really gone into that in depth yet on Twitter and Instagram. But I am on there, MS Podcast UK. So, if you want to head over at Facebook, uh, what I'm planning on doing is um, I'm hoping. I'm going to knock about two or three of these out this weekend um, with some information, facts, etc. Um, and I've already posted on Facebook about the uh, trials and medication that's coming available. Um, if you want to head over there, you can see them. Um, I don't know if anybody's on any trials or anybody's, um, you know, you've got that placebo and all that in Larkey. So I know a few people have taken new drugs. Um, turned out they was on the placebo. But there you go. So, I'm going to end this now. Um, like I said, find me on Facebook, MS Podcast UK. It's Dave, in fact, look at that, it's Dave Wesley, MS Podcast UK. I think yeah, it is. Um, if you put that in, you'll find me easy enough. Um, it should be good to interact with. Um, so, I'm going to try and make it. So you can interact with us too. 
um, I'll be asking questions in the future so you get a bit of banter going on on the actual Facebook site anyway right catch you later guys see you later Ta-da, bye for now okay that's, um, that's a wrap for this one um, I hope you enjoyed um, don't forget you can like you can subscribe uh, just stay safe look after yourselves and um, hopefully you will get the vaccine soon okay take it easy turn off and out bye